Dem Sunday today, so it's uh, a little bit of everything. Um, I just put some scriptures in the in the newsletter, and if you the front page, and God is into gardening. Uh, he's a gardener, and in, in, in John chapter fifteen, it actually says that I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. So our heavenly Father is into gardens, and. And he, right at the beginning, he planted a garden eastward in, in, in Eden. In verse, uh, verse 15, it says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. So Ben is like a really privileged as he's got a, a job description, which is probably one of the first job descriptions in the scriptures. To tend and just look after the garden and he's, you know, unfortunately this side of the fall there's a few weeds and he says we, we have to get some, he's going to bring somebody to do the weeds uh, in, in the week. But that's all we're required to do, we're required to tend the garden. And then the other scripture I put in was a scripture from uh, Genesis chapter 3 verse, verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So we've got the cool of the day today, and it's beautiful to have a cool day, a little bit of rain, and uh, that's how it started all off, and, and God would walk with Adam and Eve in the, cool of the in cool of the garden, in the cool of the day, He would walk with them. And it's about relationship. It goes right back, right back into the beginning. God wanted to have a relationship with us, with humanity, and that's why it's been so beautiful to come to the table today. Because that relationship was broken by, by the fall, but it's restored by the cross. But right in the beginning, he always just wanted to come and walk with us and talk with us and say, how's your day? It's just, it's just a beautiful picture of relationship. The relationship uh, of God and, and his people. And so I just want us to pray for, uh, for Ben. I'm not going to ask him to come up. But I'm just going to, if we can just pray. Let's just point our hands to Ben. And, and Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for Ben. We thank you for the calling on his life to be a gardener, to be a landscaper. And, and, and I pray, Lord, that you would give him uh, just wisdom at each garden that he comes to. And that he, that he would bring a bit, of, a bit of Eden into all of our lives. And we thank you for the Eden that he's brought to this place. We thank you, Lord, for the word that I think uh, Norman had, that this place would be an oasis, an oasis of your presence. And, and part of the oasis is, is the surrounding gardens, that they're going to be beautiful and, and, and you will presence yourself here. So we just thank you for Ben. We thank you, Lord, and we just bless him. We pray health to his body and strength to his body. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And he didn't, uh, when he landscaped the garden, he didn't take it lightly. He, he went to a lot of thought and a lot of prayer as to what uh, he was going to do. And the little garden just uh, on, on the left here as you go down the, to the car park with the three crosses, the broken, uh, the broken vase, the broken pot. He broke the pot. It was a brand new pot and he broke it. Symbolic of our lives being broken at, at the cross, we are broken, and then we go through into wholeness. And there's 11, uh, at least 12 uh, white roses, and those are the disciples. So when you look at nature, when you look at life, when you look at creation, 
I pray that we'd all have new eyes and we'd see things through God's eyes. Because he's always speaking to us in creation. So, Ben, we just thank you for what you have done. Bless you. Yeah. And he didn't know that our, our logo was an actual fact pots. And, it, and so, and he's put uh, pots in the front and the, the, the pot is uh, pouring out. The pot is not keeping it all for itself. It's actually pouring it out. So the one pot has fallen down, is, is, is laid down, and somebody thought, oh, it's fallen down. They must go and put it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we just, it's, just, it's just wonderful to have all these wonderful aids, these banners, the stained glass windows, which all, if we look, we can see Jesus in them. So we sung today about... Uh, forever God is faithful, forever God is with us. You rescued me so I could stand and sing. And I would like Sham to come in and be our first story, our first testimony today. To God's grace and protection and favor. Morning uh, to all. Last week, Saturday, uh, I was involved in quite a serious accident. My wife, my small son was with me, and uh, I woke up in hospital, not knowing what had happened. Uh, the next morning, family took me to show me the car, and uh, what I'd seen, I'm actually very grateful today to be, to be here with you guys. The car was a total wreck, right off, and uh, from all of this, I mean, the one thing that stands out was my family, you know, because... I hadn't known what had happened to them, whether they were fine, until I saw them later that afternoon. And I just want to thank God today, you know, give him the grace. And also in that, uh, I've got a lot of family that are broken, that don't like each other. And to see them all together at the hospital with me, you know, it, uh, in a way, although I was in pain, I was in no pain because to see them together at that time, you know, made me feel... You know, it, it was just through God, God's grace, that everybody could come together. And, uh, yeah, and like we sang today, out of you know, ashes we get beauty, and that's something that, that I live for. And I always want to see my family together. And today I just want to thank Lord, you know, thank God for that. Thank you. Hi, I'd just like to, I know that Sham gave, but uh, most of the time when he met with an accident, he couldn't remember anything. He didn't know that we were around. But I just want to say when that impact happened, it was amazing that it was the first time that I was involved in such, an, uh, such a serious accident. And it felt as if I was standing high above the car and I was watching the car spin. I was watching everything that was happening. And every time when I pray and I say, Lord, please hold me and please hold my family in the palm of your hands. And it felt that. And so, so when I came out, when, when, uh, when the car eventually stopped and I felt my son and I made sure he was okay, but Sean was bleeding. And human nature, because uh, he's the person that I love and he's, uh, my earthly feelings was like, just scream immediately. And then I went over, and then I thought, what are you doing, Hasina? What are you doing? And I went over to him, and just the blood out of his nose coming, and I thought, this is it. And then his breathing just became slower and slower. 
And because he landed on my uh, passenger side window, I thought, I can't move him because I'll cause more damage. But I stood there screaming and praying and telling God and saying that I trust in him. And I just believed in all the promises. I am not one to preach Bible verses. Never have, and I can't remember. But that morning, I stood there and I prayed and I said, Lord, you have given us and you prophesied over our lives and all the promises and everything that he has said to us. And I said, I'm standing here before you. And I want you to honor that today. I'm asking you, I'm your child. And I know that I serve a faithful God. Please help me through this one. Because only you can. No matter who else is there, only you can. And the amazing thing, the people that have stopped. It was, I didn't know them. I didn't know what was happening. We had people from Hyundai that came and they took my son. It was everything that happened in that whole scene. God's hand was on it. And so I just want to give glory to him and to say thank you. And prayer does work. I've seen it firsthand. This is not only the first experience. And also through this whole thing, like Sean was saying, our families, um, majority of Sean's families are Hindus. And to see them stand in the hospital at R.K. Khan. By the way, R.K. Khan Hospital, God's hand was on it. The staff worked magic. They moved fast. Everything happened according to his plan. And normally people say state hospital. I can tell you, it worked magic. Thank you, Lord, for that. Um, but just to, to say the, the other person was also there. And normally, I think I'm sometimes a bitter and twisted person because it was my family that it was hurt. And in all that, we never felt any bitterness. We made sure that he was okay. His partner was there. We checked on him. We prayed with them. Um, it was good to have that. There's no vibes. Even now, we still don't have a vehicle, but there's still no anger there. We still communicate what is happening. I haven't a clue what's going to happen, but something is going to happen. I know that much. But we make sure that he's okay. He's out of hospital. And that, I think, is the light that we need to show to others. I don't know whether he's a believer. I don't know whether they go to church. But I know that I'm a representative of God. And I need them to see the light. And... On Tuesday morning when she saw me and she said, listen, how's how's everything? I said, oh, no, it's fine. How's your husband? It was as if I was a transformed and a new person, and that's what we meant to be. And so I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to God for everything, for the family, for bringing us all together and for keeping us safe. And. And the most important thing, in that, uh, through that tragedy, my youngest son was there. And he was just praying. And he prayed. And every time he says, God saved us. And it's because we pray every day. Amen. So thank you. Thank you, church. Let's pray. Let's pray for them. Lord, we thank you for the story. The story of your grace, of your protection. And we, we ask for your continued blessing on, on, on Sharma Asina's life. We thank you, Lord, that they're with us today, that they can sing, and they can praise you, and they can bring glory to you. And so we pray, Lord, that, that uh, what the devil meant for, for harm, we pray, Lord, for, for, for good to come from this. 
We pray for the family to be amazed at the testimony of how Sham recovered so quickly. And, and we pray for the family that, have, that encountered, that, that was part of the accident. I pray, Lord, that, that they would just see Jesus and Sham and Asina. And so we say you pray that your kingdom will be, ex- will be established and, and strengthened and, and increased. So we, we pray for the wider Chirkut family and we bless them. We bless them. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> and another car, another car, Lord, your provision. And it has to be a miracle. It has to be a miracle. Yeah, uh, yeah Gary. No, no. <laughs> Hi. Um, I just wanted to uh, uh, share a word the Lord's been giving me as we've been sitting here talking about the garden and the restoration. And I just uh, believe it's a prophetic word for many people here who are sweating and toiling and getting nowhere. And people are under strain. And you know, the, in, in, in uh, Genesis 3.18, it says that uh, when that curse, that separation took place, it said, the ground will be cursed with thorns. And, and you will work with the sweat of your brow. And Jesus, when he hung on the cross, before he went to the cross... He said, I've not come to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. And he said, he prayed to the extent that he sweated and blood came out. Sweat and blood. When he was on the cross, they took thorns. And the Hebrew word for thorns, by the way, translates into English as, as sin. Kind of, if you read the Hebrew word. And he put the thorns, that curse of thorns on his head, and blood came out. And the Lord wants to say to us today, as we enter into the rest and the finished work of the cross, that curse of toil and sweat was covered with his blood. So it's living expectancy of what you put your hand to will prosper. Because your sin is taken away. The curse of the thorns drew his blood. The curse of sweating drew his blood, and it is finished in Christ. And I pray that would be a blessing to us all today. Thank you, Lord. May we enter in his rest. May we enter into his finished work and live from that. So, so it's wonderful. Sure. Um. Sometimes when you are sent by God to deliver his word to a person, oh, you can get into big trouble. <laughs> big trouble. So there was a situation and uh, it was really against God. And uh, so the Lord sent me to speak into the situation that it was not pleasing to him and gave the quotes which I delivered. From that moment, I was cut off like I was the enemy. So they were not talking to me anymore, and they were treating me like I had leprosy, and it was very, very difficult for me to get over that. But the Lord had warned me a time before that, a couple of months before that, Now, he said, 
you will begin to suffer for the ministry I've put upon you. That was long before. And then this came about. And you know, when people are against you and, and treat you in the manner that they did, it does hurt you. Because you're talking to believers. And so, with that, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed that the situation would come right. One, when I was in bed, the Lord said to me, I have given you authority. Now use that authority because this is the enemy. The enemy will try and divide wherever he can. And when he comes in to divide, you have the authority over him. So that, so I jumped out of bed. I stood in my lounge and I'll tell you what, I pulled my sleeves up. I'm going to take you on, Satan, right now in the name of Jesus. So I got into the authority God gave me. And I demanded that he get out of this situation. There will be peace. Get out of this situation. So when I was finished with all that, I went back to bed, went to sleep. Difficult to believe that the, so fast that the Lord can honor his word so fast. The next day, I got an apology from the one person. I, I'm, I'm very sorry the way that, and so on and so on. So, And the day after that, another apology came. So, you know, sometimes we think that something like that is happening and because of this and because of that. But very often, it's the enemy stepping in to try and divide in whatever way he can. So now, there's no problem anymore. I don't have scabies anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> so the Lord has rectified the whole business. So what I'm saying and why I'm sharing this is, we let the enemy do too much without dealing with him. And we need to really understand when he comes in to divide or to cause any problems that we should use that authority that God has given us and we should put him in his place, which is not in our lives. Amen. <laughs> Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. It's just wonderful to have Anthony back. Uh, Mama's very happy. <laughs> yeah, no, we were both happy, but... But mom's been uh, uh, very mopey in the last uh, week, 10 days, waiting for you to, to get back. And uh, so, and, uh, you can say a greeting or just share something, whatever, whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Yeah, I just want to, uh, I'm, I'm not even too sure who the people are that have, um, all the people are that have sowed into me financially this last year because there's been so many. I've been so overwhelmed by the favor you guys have given me. Uh, it's incredible, and it's one of the biggest blessings I've had this year. Um, yeah, so I think every single one of you that have sowed into me, it's really helped. I think the year was about 120,000 rand altogether, maybe more. 
So, and I hardly paid a cent just because of God's blessing and your guys' blessing. It's incredible, and I really, really thank you for that. But then over and beyond that, I thank you for you as my house, my family, for covering me in prayer. That's, that's what I really have to thank you for. It's, it's incredible like, uh, what, what you guys have done, um, the journey I've been through, and the journey you guys have been through while I've been away. It's, yeah, it's incredible. And I really thank you guys for this. Um, It's hard to say what I've been through because so much has changed for me um, uh, about who I am and what I, uh, just my process of the whole year has been such a long thing. But I can leave you with a couple things. Um, One of the main, one of the main things that has impacted me so much Oh, in case you didn't know, I was in um, California uh, for the last eight months uh, at a church called Bethel Church, um, who we are quite influenced by here at Sarepta. Um, so I was at their school um, being taught mainly by uh, Bill Johnson and Chris Vallotton. And um, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's the year I've had, basically, just being taught by them. It's been amazing. So um, just... Just the way that the leaders have championed me and um, how they've valued me has brought out my value. And I've realized how valuable I am um, just, uh, just after the last eight months of them just like, pulling out the stuff out of me. I get my personal pastor and they're just constantly like, pulling stuff out of me that I didn't, know, I didn't know was in me and I didn't know I was capable of. Um, yeah, it's been incredible. That that for me has been the main, the main th- uh, thing for me, like the most important thing for me. Very very crazy stuff has been happening there. Um, yeah, the other big thing has been learning how to do community well, um, where love, honor, and vulnerability are at the top all the time. It's not just at the important times. It's always at the top. It's incredible. Um, yeah, I've, I can't wait to do community with you guys. Like it's, it's going to be really, really, really fun. Um, and then like the, the other thing is just really knowing, knowing that I'm a son and what that means. And, um, yeah, like really I'm a son. Like there's not, there's nothing that can shake me because I don't look for the approval of people. I only look to my father because I'm a son. That's that's just the way it, that that's the way it is, and it's yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, as I say, it's hard to tell you everything, but if you do want to ask me questions and stuff, or you just want to hang out with me, I can show you. Um, I can show you what's what's changed. Yeah, and yeah, again, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I guess as well, like just, it, it's been a really cool year of um, seeing miracles and um, people set free and people come into the kingdom, um, seeing lots of different miraculous healings, um, just like uh, backs coming into alignment, like limbs being uh, healed, legs being grown out, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, 
yeah, people being set free from demons quite a lot. Um, but then the most amazing, <laughs> amazing one is people actually coming to, coming to Jesus. The most amazing miracle that can happen. Because what you've done is you've just, Jesus has just saved them for eternity. It's not just the healing of a, a limb or something. They've actually, they're in the kingdom for eternity. That's incredible. And it's such a privilege to lead someone in that. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Jesus, I just thank you for this house. Um, and I thank you for uh, what this house carries. And God, I just, I pray that, yeah, the community in this house will, will shift more to, yeah, just the Father's heart, your heart, Dad. That, yeah, your, the love, vulnerability, and honor will just be evident um, in this house, God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Two or three months, both Anthony and Amy are going back. So you need to pray for Milan and myself. <laughs> but it's wonderful to have them with us for this, for this time. Just to, yeah. Well done, boy. It's just wonderful too. Just to see your confidence, your quiet confidence, and just, yeah, we can, we can, I think everybody here can identify just with what the few words that you said, the, the, the change in, in your confidence. And it's in Jesus. And that's really special. If I can ask Joe to come and share a story. Good morning. I wanted to read, um, from Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25, it says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. So there's a both an admonition here and two warnings. The admonition is to both live in the Spirit, to be living in the Spirit is to be where God wants you to be when God wants you to be there. And to walk in the Spirit is to be directed personally by God. And I had an experience this week. Um, I had been in the valley down here in Stockville ministering to some very sick people and some really heavy situations. And it was pretty emotionally exhausting um, when I tried to tell my wife about it, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get it out, you know. And so I was ready to go home. Uh, but the Lord spoke to me, and I'm driving, and there's an exit, and he says, go to Seabu Cecil Orphanage. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, what, you know, I, I, why? <laughs> you know, you start arguing with the Spirit, right? That's a no-win situation there. Um, so I just, okay, zoom, I just veered off and took the exit. Now I'm on the freeway, so I went around. I go to the orphanage, and as I walk in the door, the, the lady meets me, and she's looking very concerned, and she says, God must have sent you. 
I said, well, as a matter of fact, he actually did. Um, and this girl, this young woman was very, very, very sick. And she's laying in bed. And, um, you know, I'm, a med- I'm medically trained. So, you know, my first thing is to think about, well, what can I, you know, what's the issue here and blah, blah, blah. So the Lord said, no, just lay hands on her and pray for her and she will be healed. So I laid hands on her and I prayed for her. And I felt that God had accomplished what he wanted to do there. And I just loved her in the name of Jesus. And um, I gave her some medicine and she is completely recovered. She was like, you know, really in bad shape. And God has completely raised her up. And and as I was reflecting on this, I thought, you know, I kind of got on the crazy train there, you know. That was the word that came to my mind, you know. Like I jumped off this train and I got onto the crazy train. And I went and did something that was, you know. But, you know, the Lord said, no, you got off of the crazy train. Right? Because everybody's just, oh, what am I doing? You know, where am I going, you know. And God has a plan. He knows what he's doing. He knows where we're supposed to be. And he said, no, you got it backwards. You didn't step onto the... You stepped off of the crazy train onto my path for you. Hallelujah. Could just ask Alex, I think, uh, the last one, and then we'll end close in worship. But it's just been uh, very wonderful to the family gather together and just share stories and just uh, worship our Lord and, and, and uh, let's all get on the, on the Lord's train this week. Crazy train. That's actually what I sort of came to talk to you about in a way. Um, morning, guys. Uh, how many of you are expecting? How many of you are pregnant is my question for you today. Because... Um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, because there's a birth coming. But my the reason I'm actually here to, to, to raise you a challenge. How many people know that you're expecting? Hmm. No, but like of the people that you meet every day, how many of the people go, Oh, when are you due? That's so good. Okay. Because what happens when you're expecting, when you're actually expecting a baby and you've got a scan and, and you know it's coming, uh, the house gets reorganized, right? Relationships get restored. You build the cot, right? You buy the clothing. You buy the food, right? So you start preparing in all manners of way for, ways for what's coming. So... Is it consistent to say you're expecting but not to have taken any action for the baby that's coming? So that's what I want to challenge you, is that when people meet you, they can see by everything that's happening in your life that you're expecting very soon and very soon. Right? Yeah, I like that. I like that. So um, my suggestion is to, to, yeah, get, get pregnant. Exactly. And, and, the, and the way, uh, literally, if you're, not, if you're not pregnant, to get pregnant. And the way, it's Ephesians 6.18. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance. 
I've cut off sentence either side of that, but the, that's the main point. Are you praying at all times? Are you praying um, in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication? Because you should be on your way soon. While we, while we sing a last song, if anybody wants prayer, there'll be some people from the prayer team to pray for you, to bless you. But let's just close in, uh, in this wonderful song.